Hello, today is the fifth Sunday after Easter, commonly called Rogation Sunday, and it is uh, May the 9th, 2021. I would invite you to pray with me now the collect appointed for today. O Lord, from whom all good things do come, grant unto us thy humble servants, that by thy holy inspiration we may think those things that are good, and by thy merciful guiding may perform the same through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, in the collect for today, we acknowledge, first of all, that God is the source of all good things. We ask, as his humble servants, that by his inspiration, empowered by him, uh, enlivened by him, inspired by him, that we will think those things that are good, that as our hearts have been transformed, transformed, our minds will be as well. And that by his guidance and showing mercy to us, we may perform things that are good and right and proper. Because without that, we cannot, in fact. The epistle appointed for today is the, the begins at the 22nd verse, the first chapter of the epistle of St. James. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For forget, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. For if, any, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but, de- but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this, to visit orphans and widows in their afflictions, affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Well, in this portion of the epistle of St. James. St. James admonishes his hearers to be doers of the word and not hearers only. It is good for us to hear the word, but if that's all that ever happens, if we don't apply what we hear, if it never gets into our lives, then uh, we, we deceive ourselves as to our state with God. When we sit under the preaching of God's word, when we hear, when we study God's word, it should, it should show different, it should cause a difference in our lives. And he compares those who are hearers only and not doers like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. Now, in the 21st century and, and this goes up on the World Wide Web, so it can go around the world. But in the 21st century, odds are if you're hearing this online, I can almost guarantee that you have easy access to mirrors. Um, we don't even think about that. I could go to the Dollar Tree and buy a mirror for, uh, for a dollar and uh, not think anything of it. But... In 
the time in which St. James wrote this, only the very, very wealthy could afford mirrors. And even then, they were nowhere near the quality that we have today. Um, even the most common person can get a mirror. But in those days, to even have a mirror was a luxury. And it often would not have a nearly as good an image as, as we think of today. So if you can imagine someone who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, a mirror that probably only shows a faint image of that, and then looks at himself and then he goes away and at once forget what, forgets what he was like, it, he has no memory of it. Well, if we only hear God's word, if we never seek to apply God's word, we're like that. And all of that staring into a mirror did absolutely no good. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres and, and believes in the law and applies the law to his life and seeks to live the law and seeks to live what God's word says, well, St. James says he will be blessed. He will be a doer who acts and he will be blessed in his doing. And then he notes this, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, that this person's religion is worthless. Now, elsewhere, um, in the third chapter of the epistle of James, James talks about the great danger that can come from the tongue. How words that we speak can do great harm. And we need to, we need to be careful and bridle our tongue. And then he says this, and, and he says, if you don't bridle your tongue, if you think you're religious, but you, often the tongue shows what is in the heart, yeah, all of that religion is worthless. If we're only mouthing uh, prayers and platitudes, our religion is worthless. It is not born fruit. But then he says this, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their afflictions, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. We should seek to do works of charity, and we should also seek to live lives that are marked by holiness. How often do we fall short? That is why we need to, to come to God in prayer and repentance constantly. The gospel appointed for today begins in the gospel of St. John, the 16th chapter, beginning at the 23rd verse. Here beginneth the 23rd verse of the 16th chapter of the gospel according to St. John. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. I've said to these things for you, to you in, fi in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that you will ask of the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. Because you have loved me and have believed that I came in, and that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. And now I am leaving the world 
and going to, uh, to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you're speaking plainly and not using figures of speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you come from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Well, Jesus here begins by talking about a time when, when we will ask the Father in his name, but we will be able to approach the Father. And of course, because of his finished work on the cross, we can do that. We are in that privileged position. And he says, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, of course, we're to ask in accordance with God's word. We're, we are to ask for things that we know that the Lord, uh, that are in accordance with God's word. We don't ask for, for sinful things, for selfish things. But he says, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. I've said these things to you in figures of speech, and Jesus did often speak in parables. But he says, The hour is now coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. And indeed he did that. He says, In that day you will ask in my name. I will not say that to you that I will ask of the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. We are able to approach the Father. Uh, directly in prayer supplication now again we are only able to do so through Jesus Christ's finished work but because of his finished work because of his righteousness accounted to us we are able we have the high privilege of approaching the father and he said, I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. And Jesus, hearing this, answered them, Do you now believe? And no doubt at that time they thought their faith was mighty. But he said, Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come. And he was preparing to go to the cross. But the hour had, come, had now come when they would be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave him alone. And of course, they did that. But even there, Jesus was not alone, for the Father was with him. He indeed had said these things to him, so, to them, so that they might have peace. And he notes that in the world you will have tribulation, you will have trouble. But take heart, for he has overcome the world. Because we, because of Christ's finished work, because we stand before him and are united with him through faith, we too 
can overcome the world. Not because of our goodness or strength, but because of Jesus' finished work on the cross. For that, we can say, thanks be to God. Thank you, and God bless you.